Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. a pretty cool theory. The theory is that many buildings used today could have been built by another oldish civilization and were adopted or stolen, then repaired. What are some of these buildings? The White House, the Salt Lake Temple, the US State Capitals, many of the St. Petersburg's buildings in Russia, and the Bund area in Shanghai, China. Just to name a few, however what exactly isn't isn't inherited does vary from theorist to theorist. But yes, these do spread throughout the world. It is great having you choose my videos to watch and I hope you enjoy them. So why is this believed? The main oddity pushing forward this theory is how many of these buildings seem to be sunken into the ground. Let's look at the Salt Lake Temple. It's a great big building in Utah of the United States and is said to have started construction from 1847 to 1893. This place had some touch-ups for the surrounding ground of the temple in 1963, revealing a lot of structure underneath the building. It looks to continue, maybe even having another entranceway. The windows also seem to continue and perhaps they were originally meant to be used as such. Once the touch-ups finished, the area was buried back again. Let's look at some of the buildings in St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg of Russia was founded during 1703 and named after Peter the Great. Many of these buildings do look to cut things off into the ground, like potential window holes or entrances. These ground level designs seem strange nonetheless. This is where the term mud flood comes in, as this is a theory of what happened to these buildings. Worldwide structures being flooded and buried during the Middle Ages, the general idea being around 1600 AD. Could have been a cataclysm or a result of war, but nonetheless imply these buildings were made before it happened, which would go against the official construction dates of these buildings. Perhaps these dates could be the repair dates? Here are some images of Salt Lake Temple during construction. There is evidence of the construction, however it does not mean it was 100% built from the ground up. This allows history to say it was under construction during these times, while not having to say the whole story. This is an interesting photo of the construction of the Iowa State Capitol in 1884. A point I've seen being made 
is that this area was not cleared before beginning the construction of the building. It's surrounded by trees and is generally leveled badly. The clearing was done after its creation. So I feel as though I should begin to talk about the branch theory of this. When searching about the mud flood theory, you may have also come across the term Tartaria. It is difficult to ascertain exactly what Tartaria is. According to Wikipedia, it is a region or multiple regions in Asia that represent unknown areas by Europeans. Meanwhile, in the Encyclopedia Britannica, Volume 3 of 1771, it explains Tartaria as a vast country in the northern parts of Asia. A British 1783 table of flags show Tartaria, or Tartary in this case, as one of the flags. The theory is that this civilization was much bigger than thought and could have existed for hundreds of years. The inherited buildings buried under the mud floods is attributed to this civilization and in extension is believed to have been worldwide. Tartaria would have been conquered maybe little by little and slowly whittled down then afterwards would have been erased by history, the ruins being inherited and repaired to the towns and buildings seen now. The motive for this is difficult to say, but it could have had to do with propaganda during the wars and history just stuck with it. There are a few places to look for learning more about this theory. Some YouTube channels who discuss this include Earth Unknown, John Levy, and Wise Up for a collection of oddities in the world. There is also the site Stolen History that discusses this stuff in detail. It should be noted that the mud floods do not seem to be connected to the Younger Dryas Cataclysm theory proposing a flood 12,000 years ago, as the mud floods are assumed to have happened a few hundred years ago. However, many parallels exist with the inheritance and burying of many ancient structures. Maybe connections can be made with the two floods. If anyone plans to make a rebuttal, there are a few things I'd like to see be answered. Number one, an explanation on how buildings may have dug underground another way, or if not, then why underground structures look like they have entrances or windows. Number two, photo evidence of some of the buildings under early construction or of empty land they were on. And three, what the term Tartaria means. It'd be great to see them, and honestly, it'd be an honor to have responses to this video. Ahoy, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Of course, as you just seen, um, that was kind of an opening video to explain what today's episode is going to be about. We uh, we want to dive deep into the the idea of Tartaria and and you know what it meant and what it was and <clears throat> you know why are we suddenly seeing all kinds of things about it? Because I mean, I, I will say as as someone who was researching it a few years ago a lot of people were just calling me a crazy person and now i'm seeing it become a little bit more mainstream and with it becoming a more, little bit more mainstream <clears throat> i found this really fantastic guy to bring on for you guys you know hear, hear his piece on it because he has some amazing stuff out there it's one foul wow is how you guys know him on youtube and even over there on tiktok of course he introduced himself to me as shadrick right Shadrach. 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 Yeah. And, and, and again, I'm sorry. I, again, I tried to not butcher it. I did it anyway. And I okay. <laughs> but I, I found him hanging out on TikTok, man. And he's out here. He's out here just showing it and talking to people about this kind of stuff. And, you know, and as, as you guys can, you, you'll be able to tell from listening to him, he sounds like he's from Europe. And I think he'd have a little bit more of a into it on what this kind of stuff is than anybody else around here, because 
of course, here in the States, everything we are fed is highly watered down and or, you know, false to begin with. So to start right off, how, how you, how's everybody doing this evening? We're doing okay. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Hanging in there. Um, I, I know there's a bit of a time difference, so I apologize for, you know, the rough trying to set it up, but I'm totally glad you were able to make it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm glad to be here. Fantastic, fantastic. So, so I guess I gotta, I, I, I gotta ask, what, uh, what got you into the Tartarian theory? Well, to tell you the truth, um, I was raised like everybody else. You know, we go to school, uh, we taught history, we taught geography. You know, we taught about different civilizations, and that was pretty much it. And then, as I got older, I started to like kind of ask questions. I kind of started to like look around and look at buildings and I'd think, well, why is that building so big? And then I'd think, why is that window in the ground? And then I'd just brush it off. I'd think it's nothing. And then I'd just keep living my normal life. And I think I came across something um, on, on YouTube about giant trees. Yeah. Giant trees. Yeah. Giant trees supposedly being mountains. And I was like, giant trees being mountains. I was like, let me look more into this. And then mud flood came up. And this is about six, seven, maybe eight years ago. And I was like, mud flood? What, what's, what's mud flood? And then I saw the building in these, in these documentaries, in these pictures. And then from there, I just, I just dove in deep. I mean, every, I was addicted. Every day I'd be watching, looking, going through the streets, looking at buildings and yeah. Oh, look, and it looks like an, uh, another one of our buddies here has joined finally for uh, this conversation as well. Glad you could make it, Dan. Dan. Hey, really sorry. Uh, I got the times wrong. It must okay. be a time difference I wasn't aware of. It's okay. It's, it's my guy. Okay. Uh, one file wow. I'm not sure if you know my buddy Dan here, but Dan, this one file wow. Yeah, you guys probably come across each other on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, I, I try to copy all of his content every time he puts something new out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, no, fantastic. He was he was just giving us a little bit of background on how he come across Tartaria. Um, oh, okay. Did, did you have any more you wanted to add to that? I was gonna. Ask Man, you. I was just gonna see if you could recap it real quick for me. Yeah, that sounds great. Just real oh, quick. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I just grew up like everyone else. Thought that history was a certain way, and as I got older, I started looking at buildings and you know thinking, why is that so big? And if it was built at such a time, why would it be so big? Mm -hmm. Then I saw windows in the ground. And I was thinking, why is there windows and ground? It's like, okay, it's a bacon, you know? Right. And then, and then I came across, um, this is about eight years ago, I came across something on YouTube about giant trees being mounted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I was just watching that documentaries. And then Mudford came up. And then it showed all the buildings that I'd been looking at all my life. And it said, it's because of Mudford. I was like, wow. And sure, and actually. You know, to start to interject, but you being there in Europe, um, you know, obviously you definitely have probably seen a lot of these buildings because it seems a lot of them are in that kind of area. Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that because as you study it, you realize they're all over the world. And this is where Tataria came into it because I was thinking, how come these buildings in Venezuela, in South America, in Europe, England, Russia, Australia, New Zealand, and the Even here in America. Especially in America. And they're all the same, like the state capitol buildings, big libraries, banks. And you're thinking, so who built these? Like, 
who's the architect? Who was who was government? Who's the project manager for this? How come they're doing the same type of buildings? And the more you dig in, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it just blows my mind how it was erased from history. Because it's clearly there. Sure, yeah. sure. And what and how how about how about you, Dan? How'd you come across Tartaria? I know oh you- uh man, mine was much more recently. I, I'm one of the people who I looked at those buildings with the windows coming out of the ground my whole life and never questioned. <laughs> <laughs> I never questioned it. I just like I was like, that's weird that uh, that's the way they wanted their basement windows to look. I don't know why they why they chose that. <laughs> right. I mean, I, mean, I didn't do a lot of worldly traveling, though, as a kid. I was mostly just stuck in Arkansas. So we probably don't even have. I mean, I'd, maybe in the capital of Arkansas. But. I mean, when you get close to like the downtowns and stuff, yeah. you know, well, one one big thing I've always seen with this that is a great example, I believe, is like the, those late 1800s, early 1900s world's fairs mm-hmm. that, were, that were spread, you know, pretty much worldwide. And they had such advanced like technology and, and such going on in that time, you know, that time frame or when we're told is that time frame from, from photographs to movies to, you know, even electric vehicles. And then all of a sudden, poof, gone. And they like to try and tell you, oh, well, it was just for show. They built it with, you know, like plaster and wood real quick, like before this happened. And that's just like, really? Like that intricate of work and detail into stuff? I'm sure yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, one foul wow. Definitely, definitely. Because I mean, when you look into the world fairs as well, you find out it was all over the world. It wasn't even just in America. There's world fairs in Argentina. And you think, sure. Argentina? Like, and you look at the buildings, and they're the same buildings. And again, it was a sketchy fair, and they, they, they knock it down. And you look at the building, you think, so that's wood and plaster. And that looks like stone. And any of the buildings that are left now, they're, surprise, surprise, they're stone. And they say, yeah, that's because they didn't have the insurance and all this crazy talk. And you just think, well, you didn't have the insurance. What are you on about? Like, yeah, they wanted to keep that as a museum and the paintings. And it's just... Lies after lies after lies. And I mean, this is some out, of the stuff out. he's talking about right here. These are these old world's fairs, and this is like that architecture, you know, that I'm sharing for the folks on screen. Of course, I'll have links for you guys to check this out that are listening. Like well, you know, solid well, gold, right? That, that statue, solid gold. This one back here. Yeah, go back yeah. to that one. Wow. And Chicago World Fair. Yeah, that one there. That fair there. That's the one that a lot of people talk about because. You think, well, why would you build a statue? Think about a fair. You've got Disneyland, you've got all them fairs that you go to. Why would you build a statue of, of, of a gold person? Nobody knows. And in water, they have to put the water there as well. The water wasn't there. They made, apparently, made the water themselves. The first time people saw electricity was at the World Fair. Yeah. It had the, it had the first voice recording system. What do you mean I had the voice from? Where are you getting this from? And you knocked it down. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> there's, there's that too. Like they put all this stuff up for just a, a couple week fair and then knocked Six it down. Months. Like yeah. uh, to me, that sounds like a way that you would be trying to erase history. You know, like yeah. you were, you know, I, from, from my perspective anyway, like this was an excuse to erase yeah. some history. And I think that, you know, like a lot of things, to finish it out like me and me and bandit have theorized and conversated a little bit about this before and like 
you know, to finish it out, things like the American Civil War and things like the, you know, the First World War and Second World War helped wipe a lot of this history like just kaput because you've got things getting bombed and burnt down and destroyed, you know, on a regular and and yet there's still little pieces of truth hidden, you know, everywhere in buildings that are around us and, you know, things that have been there our whole life at, at least and our grandparents' whole life and nobody just questioned it. They were just like, oh, you know, yeah, that that's there. It was built in the 1800s. And even though they, they're trying to claim it took 40 years to build, you know, it's just like, guys, they, you, you know, your stories just don't line up. And that's that that's what draws a lot of these questions, I believe. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, there was one building in America and it said it took 600 years to build. And you got to think realistically, how could you be building a building for 600 years? Like, and it all looks all neat and it's all together. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And why are you building that building that took 600 years? There's a whole city that's being built at the same time. And, a, and people say, oh, it's because there were stonemasons. It was master masons and they worked hard with a hammer and chisel, a horse and a wagon, and no electricity. How do you see at night? You're only working in the day. Nah, that doesn't make sense. Right, make right. Sense. And and I'm, I'm I actually got some more of the uh, more of the photos back here of some of this arch architecture I'm about to pull up, and Oof. like you know it 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 really raises the question because you're like how how does somebody build things you know, so intricate, like, you don't, I don't, I don't know a Mason today that could do this intricate carving and this intricate building and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, in fact, they're looking for more and more ways to get robots to do it. Exactly. There are, uh, there are uh, like intricate, not just stone carvings, there are intricate wood carvings and uh, craftsmanship that they simply can't replicate today i mean even like uh they they can throw stuff in a cnc they'd have to throw something in a cnc machine to get even uh close to what they say was carved by hand mm -hmm. yeah yeah and 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 i mean that's then that, i guess that's kind of what i'm getting at is you're like well how can how can it you know how, how can our great 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 grandfathers knew how to carve this up in a matter of weeks to throw on a world's fair, but like we, it takes them six months to a year to build a dollar general. Well, not a dollar yeah. general general. That's a bad example. Dollar generals go up overnight, but like, <laughs> how about, how about it takes them six months to a couple of years to lay a, lay a highway that falls apart in five years when there are still uh, bridges and stone roads that have been continually used since the Roman Empire. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the roads. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, everything that they tell you, you know, when you kind of question it, it just doesn't all add up. And a lot of people, they come with answers, but the answers they get are from the people that are trying to cover it up. You know, the people that have, uh, that have changed history to fit a certain timeline. But sure, actually, I... I seen a fellow the other day. Uh, I actually kind of kind of dove in the comments and was actually trying to defend you a little bit. He had stitched your thing, and he's a he's an American archaeologist, and he was not only trying to discredit you, but his only argument is he tried to claim that some Russian Nazi made up the mud flood theory, and that you're out yeah. here, and yeah. that you're out I here pushing 
pushing this racist things. And I was like, really? That I, I got in his comments. I was like, this is the only argument you have because because like I can actually point you in some other directions that prove <laughs> that what you just said is wrong. Yeah, and I, I saw that stitch. And when I saw it, I was I, I didn't reply to it because I just thought, what are you on about? I don't even know this guy, this this this, this racist and guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I live in the UK, and in the UK, there's buildings buried in the ground. There's buildings that have been made that we've got no real explanation for. And I've looked on the old map, and Tatari is on the map. Sure. That's all I need. I don't need sure. anything else. Sure, yeah, the, the, <laughs> there is definitely a lot of old maps out there that is on, for sure, without a question. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, for the viewers that are listening to this, um, what we're basically trying to say is that there was a previous civilization that has been wiped out, and we've took over these buildings, and the civilization that we believe that was in control was the Tarian Empire. There was on the maps up until a certain date, and a lot of people like to say, no, they just say that was an area that nobody had um, explored yet. But next to the name Tataria, you've got China, you've got Russia, you've got all the names. So you've got buildings on the map. So you can't say it wasn't explored if you've got all the names, Africa, America, all on that same map. But um, yeah, they're, they're, their construction is everywhere. You can see it everywhere. This is the map. You know, and you've got other places that are next to it named. If you can find another clearer map that, that shows, you know, the one that you had at the beginning, that will give a clear understanding. Because that's China, that's, that's Russia and China's area. Yeah, the one there, that one there. Yeah. So you can't say it's not explored when it clearly says Russia and, and Asia. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. You got India there. It's all named, and the Tatarian Empire. It didn't just stop in Europe. They actually went to America. You know, it was a worldwide. There's another map. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it shows how far the empire actually grew, and it was all over the world. Oh, I can't hear you. My fault. Um, you can keep talking about it if you want, because uh, I'm actually trying to pull that pull that up here in the background. I apologize for the mute there. For a okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, the reason why we well, know it was a world, worldwide organization or worldwide civilization is because they had the same buildings all across the world, and there's no way that could have happened unless people knew each other, you know? And the mainstream narratives tries to say, yeah, years ago, everyone was fighting and there was racism and slavery and all of this. But when you look at it, it looks like there was a one world organization government that was all working together. This one, this one doesn't actually say um, tar like the Tartaria part on it, but I have actually seen maps similar where it showed there was a larger connection into the Americas yeah. as far as all the way so around. The, the empire is the yellow ones. So do yeah. you see the parts that are yellow? That's the Tatarian Empire. It's on there and it's there. And up in here too. And yeah. and, and that, you know, I, I guess what's always made it fascinating to me is it kind of answers a lot of questions. And, you know, when, you, when you're looking into this stuff and you're looking into these, you know, these old maps and these old outlines of like where this stuff was and all this architecture and stuff like that, like you, 
you start finding that like there's there's a lot of truths to all this stuff and that you know they had this electricity yeah. and stuff before they had wires kind of like this you know photo right here is showing you like there yeah. there was something to do with this architecture and being free energy and that's why yes. that's why we see it all across the planet i believe well think about yeah. just recently with the uh, deforestation in south america um the uh buildings and structures that are becoming uh visible now that they had absolutely no idea existed i mean i because of the triple canopy jungle is so thick satellite imagery could not uh pick up pick these structures up but now because of deforestation these structures have become visible and and they're looking at these and estimating that there were civilizations down there that ranged in size from 50,000 to 100,000 people, like a, like, like a metropolitan area. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you know, something like the, the, this, the theory of Tartaria would absolutely explain that, you know, because, I mean, you're looking – when you look at some of these photos, you see lots of people, you know, in some of these videos and stuff like this from this time frame, like the World's Fair and stuff like that. You know, they're always talking about – Oh, you know, we're overpopulated now, which I don't buy that nonsense. But like, you know, you see all these people in these areas, all these people intermingling of, you know, all different walks, creeds, whatever it be, and and having more advanced things, whether it be electric cars, whether it be robots, whether it be moving sidewalks. That was something I always found really cool at one of the world's fairs. You might know better than me yeah. off the top of your head one uh one foul while about how it be in, uh, uh, you know, where they could just walk up to the sidewalk during this world's fair and get toured around. But like this, this yeah, moving move sidewalks. And it was in the Chicago World Fair. Uh, and I believe it was in a few others as well. And you just think, if this is the first time somebody's made electricity, you've gone all out. And then you knock it down. Right. It just don't make no sense. And then after that, no one's building like that no more takes a long time before electric comes back around and you know this is the first time people saw lights like electric lights and it's like so and, and they guess who to blame it on or yesterday they contributed to i say it was tesla sure and, and people might not understand any name that they give you it's to to distract you from the truth so if you come across any um technology or any advanced technology from the past to say it was tesla tesla did tesla it. was an tesla. alien anyway well, I'm, see, now getting at that, even um, I have, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I, I brought up to you guys before the show, and I brought it up in past shows that, you know, I, I've talked to this lady that um, lays claim to being descendant of a Tartarian princess. She lives in Romania. She's She uh, she gave me a lot of the education I have on the Tartarian subject. And um, she told me several times that Tesla doesn't exist and and that that it it's some kind of code that they were using to to you know i guess hide this this information hide this electricity hide this free energy yeah. because it was something that did you know that actually did exist they just wanted to try to find someone to blame it on and they claimed that you know te that nikola tesla came from that kind of area or whatever and she she told me several times she's like there's no there's no record of anybody being named that ever being, you know, in our area. She's like, she's like, all that is, is our ancient tech that got, you know, wiped out. She told me all kinds of great stories. And like, she's, and it's not that she's convinced, you know, or, you know, like loony or whatever. It's that she, she has documented history of her family and stuff that, 
show that this stuff all existed at one point in time and through wars and stuff like that, it's just gone. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, I'm not even a descendant from the Tatarian Empire, so I believe. But even I figured out Tesla wasn't real because that's what they do. Any name that they give you is to distract you. They're not going to give you the truth. So if you do find any advanced technology, any free energy, they're going to say, Tesla. You say, okay, but then you've got to ask yourself, look how long the Earth has been, uh, been going on. Only one man, one man, Tesla, thought of this. Nah. They'll never admit to the existence of free energy because that's not profitable. Yeah. Never in a million no, years because then they'll have to explain how they got it. Yep. Yeah. And not that'll either that, A, it's how many always people are been be here, or B, or B, it came from uh, another... Uh, it, it came from another group of beings that visited Earth. Those are the, I mean, those are the two things they'll have to they'll have to use to explain how they got free energy in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's all about control. You know, it's all about trying to control you. So the less information you have, the less free you are. So it's the reason why they don't want to tell us about any other free energy or any other civilizations or any other land is because they want you trapped. And as long as you're trapped. Because people say it's about money. It's not really if energy is free. Energy is free. You don't really have to pay for anything. I, you know? I mean, I, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm big into like, you know, the vibrations and stuff of earth. And like there is energy floating all around us. I don't know if anybody's ever familiar with him. He's quite popular. But there's this guy on uh, TikTok. His name is Dr. Parkenstein. And he has been recreating all of that free energy type stuff in his own backyard. Yeah. Like. Like just, if you watch him, you'll never believe that the kid's a genius. Right. I watched him. He built a Tesla coil in his backyard. Right. Uh, and if if you when you first watch his videos, you will think that this kid is com is all satire, comedy, and maybe even slightly on the mentally slow side. But if you watch his videos. The kid is a legit genius yes. when it comes to stuff like this. I do follow him and watch his videos. And, and you know, I, I recommend getting out there and looking for him because he does. He, he's been recreating all of this stuff, which, which you know, they, they, they claim it as Tesla tech. But, again, I just – I believe it was – it was more common knowledge. You know, at one point in time, we were more advanced, I think, and more independent in, in a sense. Like – like, you know, we, we had ways to create our own electricity, so we weren't having to pay somebody for it. So we could just go live out on the side of a mountain with our little group of family or whatever. And we didn't have to pay somebody for our existence. And, I, and, and seeing things about like, you know, Tartary and what little information you can find out there, it seems that, you know, some of them were quite nomadic, but yet some of them were, you know, pretty stationed and, you know, here and, and it, and, when you do start digging into it, 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 it just, it makes a lot of realities. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but when you get really deep into it, you get into the theory of how they did it with like the sunken buildings, which turns out to be frequency. We're back to that magic vibration word. Um, they use frequency to liquefy dirt and liquefy the land mass and, and let it, let things sink down in it and that gets into you know a whole bunch of wild stuff too but i've actually seen some videos floating around on the net they're hard to come across of people recreating that with the frequency sound like taking a box of dirt 
and putting the right frequency to it and turning it into mud, no water added. And, you know, I mean, of course, take everything that you see with a grain of salt, but like, I believe things like that are possible because you can control things with frequencies. Like there's, there's tons of proof out there that frequencies are very important on many aspects, whether it be for your health, whether it be for, you know, destroying things. And Bandit, I'm sure you could actually touch on that a little bit since you know, you would know that there's like actually weapons out there that are like sound weapons. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I know you know that's yeah. something that exists. Yeah, I mean, they do, they do have um, what they say is non-lethal sonic weapons they'll use for like crowd control and stuff like that. But if they have it available in a scaled down version, like you see mounted on vehicles, absolutely guaranteed that they have it in large scale versions that they could use over an entire town that i mean it, it ties in with you know it ties in with the tunnels that is such a popular um subject the tunnels uh, underneath different countries if if they have the handheld version or a vehicle mounted version, they have a large version that they could simply transport through tunnels. Sure, sure. Well, Dan, you, you've been awfully quiet over there. You got anything you want to pepper in on any of this? You said me, right? Yes, I did, sir. Yeah, I did. Um, well, I guess I'm not sure if I want to say it, but. Um, Go for it. Something uh, I do, I have heard about people discovering that, you know, technology to tap into the free energy, but. And I, I think as far as as long as they don't share it, they're OK. But I feel like what I've heard is once you share the information and put it out there, like on YouTube, TikTok, well, this is before TikTok was even around, but then somebody will show up to your house and take it all from you. Tell you never to do that again. Right. No, there's actually been plenty of examples. Man, they will confiscate it. They'll kill you. Well, that's, I think they will the second time, though, because <laughs> I've heard people <laughs> talk about it happening to them. They were like, they came to my house and took everything and said, if you do this again, we will kill you. No, I mean, look at what happened with no there's, tolerance. There's no, there's now two instances of oh, yeah. people water getting cars. killed for the the hydrogen cars, the water cars. Mm -hmm. Now there's two instances that that are public. Daily Buyer and now this guy in Buffalo the other week. Yeah, and that's and that's actually a real thing. Now I will I will actually I, I'll side with you a little bit on here, Dan, saying that you know sometimes they will show up and just take things only because I know this odd little cat that me and him have been friends for quite some time and he's big into magnets and free energy and and he always tells me that one day he's going to show up in a scrap metal spaceship to pick me up and and i actually believe it and because he's actually showed me some good videos and some good information and some good research about magnets and free energy and using magnets to travel and using magnets to have energy and stuff like that and and he told me that the only reason he don't talk about it, you know, on an open forum or anything like that anymore is because they did show up to his house and take all of his shit and then locked him into an asylum for several years. And, you know, now he's free again, but like he just doesn't really get into it. Like me and him have had some great private conversations about it. And, you know, I'm not going to out him or anything like that, but like he's I, I believe it's a real thing that uh, that that's another option. Maybe sometimes they don't always kill you. It depends on what you discovered. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And we think getting kicked off of TikTok is bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Guidelines. So, so let me, let me ask one file. Wow. How, uh, I imagine you get quite a, quite a good bit of kickback from a lot of this, huh? 
Yeah, it's funny, you know, because, um, you know, when I do my videos, sometimes I do it purposely. I don't, like, give everyone all the answers. I try and make them think for themselves. Beautiful. You know, I ask them the question, like, but do you really think they built these buildings? And I say stuff, and then you get a lot of people just in the comments. Like, at least 70% of my comments are hate comments. You know, people saying, oh, you're stupid. Didn't you go to school? And you don't understand physics. And sometimes they get really upset with it as well. Like, there was no mud flood. Stop saying mud flood. <laughs> <laughs> the cog I like to call that cognitive dissonance. When I love it when they start pitching a fit because you're giving information and all it really goes against is their opinion. They don't have any true facts to back anything they're claiming. No. They're just upset because you have different information than they do. And Yeah. And it's like um, any facts that they do bring up is obviously facts from, you know, the mainstream narrative. And that's what I'm questioning. All I do is question it. I don't say, oh, listen, believe me, we're a new church. And, you know, I just say what I think. And I'm like, yo, that's not a basement. You know, the windows have been buried and the original front door is down there. So people are like, no, it's a basement. It's a cellar. So it's not. There's three floors of the building that no one knew was there. You know, so I do get a lot of stick. Some people stitch my videos and, you know, try and prove me wrong and stuff. But give you our time, kind of but they don't. They, uh, it, it, I've I've seen a couple of those, like the one I mentioned just a few minutes ago and stuff too. They're not. Yeah. They're not actually trying to disprove you. They're just kind of. They're just kind of trying to be angry back towards you. And I'm just like, what are, you, what are you solving? What are you proving other than you actually don't have a clue where this man's calmly trying to explain something to you that he's found really cool and saying, hey, maybe you should check it out. And I, I think what it comes down to is that people have such a hard time digesting stuff like this that goes against like the stuff they've been force fed uh, for their entire lives. Yeah. Their, their entire, I mean, lives are built around what history books have taught them, what they see on TV, what they get from the news. And if you come at them with an opposing viewpoint of something like that, something that just goes against like what they've been fed, um, you can get reactions that, I mean, just like people will shut down, like their brains will shut down. You get people that'll get real defensive. People will become violent, call you a crazy person, a conspiracy theorist and stuff. Well, I would say conspiracy theorist now is like a badge of honor. I wouldn't say conspiracy theorist. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Yeah, but actually. it's, it's it, some, it, because of uh, the people have such a, like a, I'm having uh <laughs> word problems right now uh it's it's too hard to reconsider everything yeah, you build your it, life that's on. exactly <laughs> it yeah, right you got it man it's like people have like such a they can get online they can watch tv they can get a video on it they can read a book about it a magazine all of this knowledge that they think is correct and then you bring out something that like goes against everything that they you know have seen it, it becomes really difficult for people to accept this stuff no, I don't know if we all remember it. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if we all remember it, but we all had to go through learning that Santa Claus wasn't real. <laughs> right. <laughs> we've, all, we've all done it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a great example. And now, now, something else that comes yeah. up when we start getting into Tartaria and the mud flood, of course, is giants. 
because they're in a lot of these old pictures from that same time frame, you're running into lots of different pictures of giant people. And, and I mean, when I say giant people, I just mean, you know, above average from your regular person, like this old drawing here, like, you know, and then you get into things like this, which this is an actual photo, you know, look, look how tall this fella is compared. And it seemed back in these Tartary times that when you, when you're, especially when you're researching this, you are finding lots and lots of photos of giant men, you know, and women and stuff like that walking around. And I, you know, I've always been prone and somebody that definitely believes in giants. I'm, you know, I've, I've got a few good videos out on TikTok and stuff like that where I've talked about giants before because like there's, there's lots of proof of, of them being out there. So how do you guys feel about that one foul while? How about you? Well, um, I actually believe, or I, I, yeah, I believe that the Tatarian Empire was mixed between many races as well as normal humans, as well as giants. And you can tell because the size of these buildings, the size of the front door, sometimes the door, the door handle is so high, you have to be at least eight foot just to reach it. And, you know, no one would, would waste materials on building such a big door at a time frame for small people, unless giants was involved in making these buildings. And and I actually do have a picture of what you're talking about with some of these gigantic doors. This is one of them, yeah. for example, well, that it, these well, are giant cathedral doors. Like, who's this door yeah. for? And you gotta really ask yourself, like, I know that there's a mainstream narrative that explains it was a style at the time, I get it. But ask yourself carefully and realistically, why would you waste materials at a time when you're walking around with a hammer and chisel, with a horse and wagon, <laughs> in the mud? Right. And they haven't even built a road. The road's muddy and it leads up to a door that's like 20 feet high, solid, solid stone or solid brass or copper, you know, and you think, who's building this? Right, so, yeah. because the way we're taught, they pretty much have us convinced that, you know, Prior to the Industrial Revolution, we didn't have anything. You know, we were, like you said, hammer and chisel, horse and buggy and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, there's things out there that are built that have been here for thousands of years that disprove that, like, real quick. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't think you can get, you know, not just the pyramids, but, like, some of these other structures and stuff that now in our time have been here yeah. since, you know, the 1600s, 1700s, to our knowledge if not longer, you know, before yeah. then. You look, at, you look at the buildings in America and you got to ask yourself, who made them? Cowboys and Indians? Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's the same with Australia. There's buildings in Australia that are just the same. And you got to ask yourself, who made that? The ex-cons, the convicts that they sent over. They, they're masons as well. Come on, brother. <laughs> it making sense. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. No, it, 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 uh, and I think I think it is it is crazy. And so, Dan, I wanted to hop over there to you real quick. What do you What are your thoughts on giants, there, bud? Yeah, giants for sure. I feel like giants um, are one of the. They fall in the category of they're uh, made out to be worthy of ridicule by the mainstream. And I feel like everything that is that you're programmed to think is is ridiculous. Then you probably there's probably a big a big pile of truth, and they've 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 put a bunch of ridiculous things on top of it. Um, oh, I was going to say something else about giants, but I forgot. But anyway, I think definitely they exist.
I think I, I think that the giants and the Tartars that survive totally went to inner earth and still like function today below us because you know I'm 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 real into like the hollow earth type thing or like the inner earth, however you want to word it. Um, because I mean there's definitely proof that there's a world under the under this world. There was a book they tell us. Go ahead. Ben. There was a book written about a fisherman. I am at a loss the, the name of the book or the author uh, that he stated that he got lost on uh, out fishing and came upon a group of giants on the shore and they took him to hollow earth. And it was his true account of visiting hollow earth and what it looked like in the people that were giants that greeted him. It's, it's a, I'm, Completely at a loss for the name of the book and the author, though. But, yep. I'm I'm actually You're looking uh, it up right now. No, I'm trying. I was trying to find it. Um, everything wants to pop up and just say Hollow Earth, but I'll, I'll definitely have to do some research. Um, there are just that. too many accounts of. <clears throat> there are too many accounts of giants yeah. and throughout history. And I mean, it has to, if you look at there, there it has everything like that has to, ha, has to be rooted in some type of truth because somebody's not just going to think it up without actually having, you know, seen it firsthand. You know, you're not just going to go make up something like that. Yeah. It's, it's hard to make up. It's hard to make up something that don't really exist. You yeah. Know, like a brand new imagination or thought. It's so hard to do. And, you know, you, you, it's in the Bible, there's David and Goliath, and then you've got the book, Jack and the Beanstalk, and the story is about it, but you don't really, people don't really want to believe it. Because well, they don't see you it. mentioned a good point right there throughout. If you look at the, we're not going to branch off into religion with this. I'm just going to mention something about it, okay? The, the people that lived in the Bible that lived to be, Four, five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred years were in fact giants. Yeah, yeah. Moses, Noah, um, Methuselah. I, I can't. I, well, I could go on, but I mean, it's you, like they, there's evidence that points to that they were giants, and they did in fact live to be that age. There's evidence that points to ancient Egyptian pharaohs being giants. There's evidence that points to uh, you know like other other hierarch type things in history, like King Solomon. And again, I know that's technically a myth, but at the same time, it really isn't because of how much practice and you know, reality there is to like the story of King Solomon, but even he was said to have been a giant. And like, you know, these, I, I really believe, I really believe when you get into the story of how the, uh, uh, what is that? The, the Smithsonian destroyed, you know, any evidence there was or has it hidden somewhere anyway. <laughs> they will um, show up giants. in a heartbeat if you're on a dig and you find something that goes against the narrative, the Smithsonian or the National Geographic they will show up and straight up take everything from the dig site or destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And there's a lot of old, um, there's a lot of old pictures from, from, from years ago that show, um, like drawings and stuff, show them that small humans killing giants, you know, any giants that was, that was found, they was hunted and killed. You know? So I, I, 
I believe the story. We brought it up oh, before, and Bandit, I know Bandit knows it very well from over there in Iraq, where they said to found a giant out in the, out in the cave. I think it was Afghanistan. The or Special Afghanistan. Operations Sorry, Group right. came up on a giant and pretty much got wiped out. There was only a few survivors from that encounter. He came out of a cave. And, and you know, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I, and I still, still think like there's some of these caves lead to like inner earth or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, and like, like they just had that thing in China where that, where the ground opened up and they found like a whole forest and stuff underneath the earth. And if anything, that proves that there really is, you know, a, an inner earth. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dolores Cannon, either anybody on here. Um, if you're no. not, you know, I, I do recommend you looking her up. She's a big spiritual type lady. But um, she talks about inner earth and how they, the, the giants and the other people that live there now used to live up here on the, on the surface, but basically got chased back into the inner earth. And they've decided that they would stay there because they don't have wars and famines and stuff like that down there. They live in harmony. And, you know, up here, we're a bunch of lunatics that are trying to blow each other up for no reason. Like, it... it yeah. And you got to think... And you've got to think of it as well, you know, with the whole mud flood thing, we're not really, we're so high up. We're nowhere near the surface. We're, this, we're high. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And it's like, when, they, when China showed that sinkhole, you know, and people like, well, how did the forest grow without the sun? And, and what, what's going on? It just opens so many questions. But we need to know that we're in the sky. We're high up on the Earth's surface. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've had to make new doors to get into these buildings. So, You've got cities underneath us. You've got forests underneath us. It goes so deep down that... There know, really is, and this is true, people can actually definitely look this up on me because there's even documentaries about it. Underneath New York City, there is totally an entire other city, kind of like in Futurama when they were joking around about old New York being below new New York. There is yeah. actually truth to that, and there are people that dwell in that underground city to this yeah. day. Oh, yeah, it was built on mainly uh, – that they, they say Staten, Staten Island is the, was the, the landfill, uh, garbage dump, I think. I think that's where most of Staten Island came from, but they say – they have found in Boston Harbor too. They found wow. evidence of a civilization when they came, when they had to do some work on parts of Boston Harbor, when they had, when they were digging, they found evidence of buildings underneath Boston Harbor. Uh, I heard recently something about them finding evidence of buildings under uh, in, uh, one of the great lakes. I want to say Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. like, um, and, and, and that, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. That's interesting because I don't, a lot of, especially down here in Georgia, there's a lot of man-made lakes and something that is actually a common thing down here in Georgia. Um, and the most popular one in the world is Lake Lanier. It, they literally buried an entire town, a, a very prosperous town at the time from when you, what yeah. you look at history, underwater. Just yeah. gone. So you're telling me that if they're willing to do that, they're not willing to use some kind of advanced tech they had at one point in time to bury civilization underneath the ground? Yeah. I mean, apparently under in every country, in every city, there is something underground. And the mainstream narrative and the people like to say it's, it's to save money and it's cheaper. And it's like, really? You built a city on top of a city? How do you even do that? <laughs> 
You know, there's one picture you showed it earlier. I've done a video about it where they've built a road on top of buildings. And you think, how would you be able to do that? Underneath the building, there's a whole... For the folks watching, this is his TikTok. Of course, he's got a YouTube out there, of course, too. But I know on his TikTok, he is always throwing out some great little videos about about this yeah. entire subject. Like, I do recommend you guys get out there and follow him because he, he totally needs more people listening to this because I think the more people that listen to this, the more people are going to go dig into this subject because a lot of people are like, oh, it's nonsense. And I'm like, You're, why, why do you say it's nonsense? Because none of the four of us here have a professor's degree and we're out here, you know, trying to teach it to you. I, I think that's ridiculous to have that kind of thoughts about things. Yeah. And a, a lot of people say as well, like, what's your source? Like, what's your source? What's your source? I'm the source. I'm telling you to look at the building. <laughs> I need a peer reviewed study, please. I need a peer reviewed yeah. study on that for me yeah. to believe you. I need a peer reviewed study and I need three news articles that are unbiased. Yeah. I need people. And see, that's the thing about, that's the funny thing about peer reviewed studies, man, that it absolutely kills science. Peer reviewed studies kill science, man, because sure. any new inventions or anything that we've got now or that supposedly we have just now invented, they come from the fringe, the conspiracy theorists, the fringe thinkers in science are the ones that gave us all this new stuff we have now, not from the center and the core in your peer-reviewed studies, man. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, and it's that's, a- why, that's why we have such a hard time now trying to convince people to you know, look into this stuff and they're like, oh, this is whack, man. This isn't peer reviewed. This doesn't come from a, um, a uh, reputed journal, science journal or anything. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, somebody, you know, somebody that's making tons of in- tons and tons of money to give you their information, you know, like. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, money, they get paid by people who want to keep this stuff smothered. They get mm-hmm. paid by these corporations and these rich people to say, hey, you got to bury this. You, you're not going to talk about this. This isn't good for us. So, they're, of course, they're not going to talk about it. You won't see it on – you won't see it at the top of your Google search. Well, the, uh, the video I shared at the beginning of this was talking about, you know, old, old encyclopedias and old maps and stuff like that. And in your mainstream, you don't find any of this stuff. But – you know, as, as, as people get older and people die, uh, we may mention this before we started recording, um, you know, you're going into like Goodwills and Salvation Armies and estate sales and stuff like that. And you're finding yeah. maps and globes and encyclopedias that talk about Tartaria like it was something that everybody knew about, you know, as common knowledge. Let's and talk now about not. now that you mentioned old stuff. Let's talk about the what was it the 1950, 1951 Encyclopedia Britannica that had the map the the map of Antarctica that you can't see now. Yeah, Antarctica has exactly been remapped. You know exactly what I'm talking about, man. They will bury that yeah. stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, Antarctica as well. Like it's about showing Antarctica with no ice. You know, showing it yeah. fully green. And you got to think, so when was that and what happened? And it doesn't tell you what happened. The mainstream won't tell you. They won't tell you there was something happened. There was a pole shift. They won't mention anything. And I I find it very, you've heard of Admiral Byrd, everybody. I'm sure they have. But for the viewers that don't know Admiral Byrd, he's um, a guy who uh, was working for the government and did an explorer 
to Antarctica to find out if there's more land or what was there. Apparently, he travelled, I can't remember how long it was, 300 miles past Antarctica. They said he found a tropical land as big as America. Yeah? And you could actually go into the earth. And when he got there, he said that there was other beings there that chased him away. And now Admiral Bird can't be heard from. So... Right. They, and, and, and if you look into him, they actually tried, you know, after he did all of that stuff, years, years later, after he told people about, you know, his mission and stuff like that, they tried, they tried to just drag him and be like, oh, he was just a coot, you know, just a crazy old guy making yeah. stories for the government. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't know, like at a certain point, a story is too elaborate to be made up from my point of view. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're just like, whoa, now we, you, what? What did what did this like even for yourself out here talking about this and even myself talking about a lot of the fringe things I do like what do I have to lose to tell you about this stuff like I I'm 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 not I'm not out here trying to make money off of it and stuff like that like at the worst people are gonna make fun of me and I I embrace that like I love it like come on make fun of me please do because I'm gonna make fun of, I'm gonna make fun of me too because I'm somebody fun to make fun of <laughs> you know and 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 like it's it. I think people should actually take the time to research in this stuff. My one of my very early places to look into this was a place called Mud Flood University on YouTube. Um, now, of course, you can go to One Foul Wow because he's out there sharing this information. But you know, it's uh, there's that place and a couple other places that were recommended in the video to begin with that have a lot of in detail. You know, not only descriptions of these buildings, but like they the people have gone in these buildings and seen and studied pictures of these buildings while this stuff was going on. And you're seeing three, four, five levels even of of building below ground. And like, as somebody who's worked in the construction field, it's not easy to build a to dig a basement out. So, how are you going to dig several floors out and then try to claim that oh, we were we you know we were we were saving money? Uh, that's that's all it was. We were just <laughs> we, we was just saving money. We built from inside the ground up. Like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like the, the arguments that people say, you know, <clears throat> it's a basement and you think it would be so hard to dig six feet down, sometimes 10 feet, 15 feet with a hammer and chisel and a horse and a wagon, no electric, and then start building. And then when you say that to them, they turn around and say, no, they built it from the top up. You built it from the what? <laughs> Man, let me tell you, all right, with with hand, with hand tools, I just put two posts in the backyard, three foot down with post hole diggers. And let me tell you, if you can't convince me that there, you know, people used to build that that stuff with with nothing but hand tools. Right. Can't, yeah. can't right. convince me. Because, because I mean, you know, I'm working, I'm working with my hands a lot myself too, and out here on my farm and just out in the field and stuff and construction throughout the years, you know, like, you know, there's there's things that are, are that are pretty much impossible, like just as with a human being, and the way they make it sound, you're telling me that you know you had somebody working on this cathedral. 40 years straight and they just fell over dead and his son picked up right where he left off and continued working to, you know, to finish all this intricate work and stuff. And I'm like, are you nuts? Because yeah. that's what you're saying to me right now. That's what, I'm saying. that's what they're saying. Same skill set, the same, like it's a different project manager, but they got the job done. You know, they, they say people was hard working back then. I'm like, have you ever tried to dig a hole? By yourself? <laughs> and you've done a whole thing. 
Just look at like um, the structures that are still standing from uh, the Roman Empire and the Byzantine Empire. Um, that stuff is still standing, you know, and we can't build a house now that is going to stay structurally sound 40, 50 years from now. And those buildings are some of those stone structures have been standing for, you know, 4,000 years at least. Yeah. Three thousand years, and and again, we don't even know. Yeah, we don't know. So old, we don't even know. Carbon dated it. That's how. But but I mean, (laughs) there again, there again, like I've I've actually seen scientific evidence where the carbon dating system they've been using for the past fifty years or so is entirely incorrect. Yeah, because fossils can be made quicker than thousands of years. Like they have. They found fossilized. Twenty-five years old. Yes. Yep. And so, and so, you got to think about that. If something was fossilized in twenty-five years, then, then you know, how how can you go around claiming that you know this this was you know all oh, this is thousands of years old according to history a is created record. by oh, or no everybody's still here yeah well, I think Jimmy's Jimmy's frozen. I think you're frozen, but that's okay. frozen, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I am frozen, huh? Everybody. All right, there you go. You're there. All right, all right. You know, getting with the carbon dating thing being possibly wrong. It's like history is written by the the powerful. History is the victors. You're only going to know what they want you to know. Facts and and absolutely facts. And so with that, you know, that's why I think it's very important for people to get out there and question any mainstream narrative. Like, honestly, even even the young folks that I know that are out here listening and that dig dig this show and stuff, I know you've been in school and this is what you've been taught all these years is that this is how it was and stuff like that. But you need to to step aside. You need to look in some of this fringe type stuff. Like, I, I, I say the fringier the better because, you know, even though some of these theories that are floating around out there sound completely wacky when you really start digging into them you start finding a lot of truths like that are that are irrefutable if you do some of these experiments yourself or you know do some of this research yourself you run across things and you're just like well shit there's no way i can actually prove this wrong (laughs) and that's when it brings me to places like i am where i'm just like well i believe this now because you know i'll run into a spot where it just it's over that's it that's like there it, it explains it better than then you know a guy on a horse and buggy drug this drug this stone back to his shop carved an intricate statue out of it layered it in gold and then drug it back across the country in horse and buggy and stood it up inside of a fake lake like yeah. you, know, you got you guys got to you got to try better than that i think and i think oh but people believe it though they do people yeah. eat that up they they do yeah. and and but I have, you know, as I keep speaking on, you know, other episodes and stuff like that, I have seen a lot more people kind of getting keen to the idea of, you know, we've been lied to. They, they, they've realized that the news is fake and has been for, you know, X amount of years. And so Forever. when you start really getting into it, you got to get sca- you, you have You have to look at it with an open mind because if the news is fake, just imagine how bad history is like that. Yeah. That alone. Oh, you you and, have and to we, take the craziest story and imagine that that's not even the craziest thing that's going on. You have to find something 10 times crazier 
and then you'll just be at the very beginning of your long journey. I was just, I was just talking to my mother-in-law. Um, <clears throat> she still watches the, you know, like the Fox news and, uh, and, but I was talking to her and I, I said, you know how you've always heard the winners write history, the winners write the history books. I said, that's really good evidence uh, you know, a really good reason, a really good clue that if you think you've been in a winning country for a while, you're being lied to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it, man. I mean, I, I, I'll be the first to drag, you know, this this kind of this one over here. Don't get me wrong. You know, great people there that I love and live near and stuff like that. But our empire, you know, in kind of in the mix with the European empire, have done a great job at trying to take over the world like that. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind there. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. When you realize as well, like the, the countries that are winning, the countries like UK, uh, Canada, America, New Zealand, Australia, they're the bad guys. I mean, all government. 100% are the bad guys. But man, <laughs> this could be a whole new episode if we get off on this. This could be oh, a whole no, new yeah, episode. Of yeah, no, no. And and so I guess, you know, with that, seeing, seeing we were rolling up close to our time here, um, I'd like to go around and Dan, is there anything you'd like to add to the. Uh, yeah, I wanted to add three things if I can think of them. Absolutely. And my, my little, uh, little theories. About America, I think that the but you know fourteen ninety two to seventeen seventy nine or though that was like a three hundred period a three hundred year period where they were wiping out the people, right? And then the next three hundred years, they realized, oh crap, all the buildings are still there, so we got to wipe those out too. So and then New York with the subway system, my theory there is that New York, um, you know, once had a very bustling, intricate. Uh, system of uh, transportation, but then it all got buried. So they just used the top level as the subway system because that's been around for almost a hundred years. You're right. You're right. right. And when I, I went to New York and was there for a little while, and I just remember riding the subway thinking like, how could they have done this 80 years ago? Anyway. And then the other one was, uh, have you seen how the whole border wall is like one giant big tuning fork? Recently, I've, the, 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 the parts of the border, border wall that are up there, I have seen that. Yeah. yeah, so it's like that's my fear is that that's going to be used for frequency resonation because it goes into the ground to liqui for liquefi liquefaction. That's, that's kind of mine. I actually believe yeah. there's been more than one reset. Like Me I too. Blood flood is oh, the yeah, most there's been, reset, but I think there's been multiple resets yeah, in human history. That I do believe, but the subway i love hearing new new stuff that yes. i haven't heard before yes. that subway system thing is i've never heard that before same with the border wall yeah okay to into, definitely Could, all right i mean don't 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 take, take my word for it can i say no 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 i'll definitely be doing I'm my own Dan. research on this <laughs> i'm dan's wife it's I'm my wife <laughs> okay <laughs> i just saw a tiktok about the border wall and they were there clapping and it was making a bird sound. Just like and it they does in Mexico. Only, just like Chichen Itza. They said the only other place it does that is Chichen Itza and they show people clapping. It makes the bird sound and they would, it was doing that at the wall too. So that's all I want to say. <laughs> sound frequency. That's, that, stuff. I'm, I'm that's evidence of some kind of sound manipulation. Yeah. And so one final while, you got anything else you'd like to add into the, toward the, these last few thoughts for the evening? Um, I just would like to tell everybody to uh, question everything that you thought was real. 
Um, don't be scared to question stuff. There will be a moment uh, where your mind goes blank and you don't know what to believe, but just keep going on. And uh, study the Mudford Tartaria and follow me on YouTube one far while <laughs> and TikTok one far while too. Oh, and of course, you guys know I will have uh, links where you can find not only One Foul Wow, but you'll be able to find Dan. And, you know, that way you guys can go check out their content. They're on TikTok and, you know, One Foul Wow over there on YouTube. Like, I think these guys have some amazing content. And I, you know, I really appreciate them coming on here with me and having this kind of discourse and stuff. Because um, here at Unconstitutional Awakening, we believe that open discourse with people about it fringe type subjects and other type subjects and stuff like that are are keys to uniting uniting us across the bottom spectrum you know against the people that have written this false history and hid things like tartaria and the mud flood from us and so i you know to add to what one foul wow said i do recommend getting out there and you know watching some of these videos on youtube and researching all the stuff you can find about it there's a bunch of stuff that i'll have linked here from the video from the beginning and, you know, from the stuff that I know personally, including these guys' sites where they've talked about it themselves too. And, you know, I encourage you guys to, to look into it. Don't just brush it off. Don't just be like, Oh, this is, this is just another crazy conspiracy. And don't actually buy that one theory. Cause it's a theory where I've been told that it was created by some racist Nazi in Russia is who created the mud flood theory. And I'm like, no, that's a, that's a bunch of horse hockey because there's definitely proof of it existing long before that guy was even alive. So, so, you know, I, I, I recommend you guys getting out there and look at it. And of course, don't forget to uh, check these guys out. Bandit, you got anything you'd like to add before we close out? No. Good nope. episode. Okay. All right. You guys make sure you check out our sponsors, Kirk Elliott, phd.com forward slash Jim Bob and peachykeycreations.com where you can get yourself some nice soaps and stuff like that. And don't forget to check out our, Spectacular merch. I don't have one of the shirts on today, but we totally got Unconstitutional Awakening shirts, mugs, etc. You can find on the website. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Y'all have a great night.